You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello there, Star Wars fans. How's it going? A fascinating 48 hours it has been. Uh, a little delayed on this episode, but I'm actually, Holly, kind of glad that we delayed this episode because some big news has dropped just in the past couple days. Uh, uh, a few bits of information. Uh, we just got our first dose of COVID vaccine, putting us in a COVID haze. No? Like an anti-COVID haze. Well, yeah, it's to prevent the COVID haze. <laughs> it may be a permanent haze. Mm-mm. But so a little sore, a little, little, little tired, guys. Got up early for a shot. Holly got poked, too. Uh, phrasing. Um, Luke's on the books to get his first poke. So uh, we're getting vaccinated here in the Flying Casual family. I hope you guys are, too, as soon as you can. Um, but, uh, Holly, how you doing? I mean, other than the, the vaccine, I mean, excited for Star Wars? Hey guys, I'm here. Let's go. So. Yeah. Holly needs a perk, guys. If I can and I don't mean here. a perk set. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, some days, guys, you just have to go to McDonald's and get a large Coke. And that's it. Well, and a milkshake. But who's to say that, you know. There's no evidence of a milkshake on this table, Holly. So. Michael's had like 130 grams of sugar, which is probably like yeah. 10 and a half times yeah. the recommended daily dose. Oh, yeah. that's what It's what's keeping me going right now because we got up at sunrise and went and got the shot. And I needed some Starbucks after that. Like, it's going to be a long day. Give me a Starbucks. That was probably, I don't know, a couple hundred grams, uh, I'm sure, um, of white lines. I kid. Never, never, never done that. But uh, Luke, I, I mean, how you doing? Some exciting news. Um, looking forward to talk some Star Wars. Yeah, this has been one of the most exciting uh, Star Wars few days in a while. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. It, it feels like we're we're jonesing for more Star Wars yeah. because it's been I like uh, that phrase by the way, like three months yeah. since Mandalorian season two ended, and it's like, oh god, that's. I don't know if it's partially the COVID era. Everything looks feel or feels elongated and feels like it was forever ago, even if it was just a few months ago, or if it's just the the sort of uh, craving we have nowadays and what we expect to, to be to be mainlining. Yeah. You know, more Star Wars and we're ready to go for Yeah, the books some of the next couple months here. The books have kept us busy, but yeah, to this oh, this yeah. was a yeah. surprise. Uh I was too out of it to do a reaction. I would have it would just been this. Uh, wanted to do a reaction to the trailer, but, um, you know, my friends watched it without me. So it would have been <laughs> a lonely reaction. Just me doing a, you know, a legitimate reacting. So, well, yeah, Luke- no, it's cool. It's fine. You know what? Luke- that, that Don't even include me in the text next time. Luke texted and was like, bad batch trailer, but I had already watched it <laughs> yeah. by the time I got his it's text cool. message. Well, that's fine. And then I was like, I'm going to watch it again. So yeah. I watched it twice. Yeah, and then Michael came out and he comes was out like, all pumped. He was like, "Do you want to do a reaction to the Dude, Bad on Batch the lunch I was break? Like, Let's go!" And Holly <laughs> just like, felt so bad that she had to let <laughs> me down did. easy. I was like, "I already watched it twice." Yeah, yeah. He was not happy. Slam on me. That's fine. But just trying to just just garner some traffic to the channel. It's fine. But uh, the third reaction is the charm, though. So you know, true. You, I you get a I'm lot of shit that. if your reaction isn't you know eye bulging and faking it and if you we're don't, just we weeping, just react just kind of like normal people 
but yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, they have to be like over the top to I get like shit. two thousand views, but I know. or you have to have a clip art of you looking terrified about something for people to yeah. click on it to watch. Well, it. the annoying thing is, is these people take clips of things that it's not even them reacting. It's 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 like a clip art that they use just for everything. And I've I think I've done one where I was just like shocked, and that was the. Uh, it was Fallen Order or the Rise. I can't remember which one it was, but I actually took clips of myself just to be like, what is happening? But uh, I do. Yeah. I love yeah. it when people take like the video will be like, yeah. like feeling sad after the final oh. Mandalorian episode. But then like the clip art is like the girl like reading a magazine and yeah. like she's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with your video. Yeah. Or they just spoil the hell out of the episode and a, a piece of clip art. That happens a lot. Hmm. But what are you going to do? So sometimes your friends, you know, betray you and watch a trailer without you. And then you <laughs> just watch it lonely. And, Slam. And yeah. I'll tell you guys, I watched it a couple times. First time, couldn't hear a lick of it. I don't know if the bass told, was up on the soundboard. I told I like, Michael, I happening? said, you need to put yeah. the subtitles on. He's like, subtitles? I couldn't no. understand Tarkin. Couldn't understand a lick of what he was saying. Then we put the subtitles on and I was like, Omega. Like, who's that? But we'll Tarkin talk about doesn't. Okay. He's speaking the Queen's English, I mate. No, he is. It, that's a great Tarkin, too. Um, I was a little confused on the time. We're going to talk about it. We'll get to it in a second. Okay. Um, what are we talking about, Michael? I don't know. Oh, crap. Not a lot's happened lately. Thanks for joining, guys. Thanks we'll for, see you next thanks week. Thanks for checking out our talk of uh, reactions here on Flying Casual. No, that is what we're talking about, guys. We're talking about that trailer that dropped today, a big surprise, a nice long two-minute trailer. Um, and, and we're also going to get into that uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi news. You can confidently and in the affirmative call it news because Lucasfilm actually released it, got out ahead of things and said, here's our cast, and I freaking love that. They need to do that in every series. I think that's a smart decision, and it takes out a lot of the, the kind of I don't know, ridiculous kind of, I love speculation, but sometimes we, we go down rabbit holes of stuff that's just kind of crazy. Um, so I'm down for talking about the actual castings and who may be playing what, but yeah. I I'll, just feel like. <laughs> come on, get it all. Yeah, get it out. They came out with the cast. Yeah. They didn't say it was the full cast. Didn't say it's full cast. But no. I just know how Star Wars fans yeah. are. Yeah. And they're just going to be like, okay, this is great. And Hayden Christensen's coming back. Yeah. But cool. is he, it's like, you know. But then knows. they're going to be like, but who's the big, who's the big appearance? Yeah. Like, Same who's the we're. big special character? Because mm -hmm. they're so used to getting these giant yeah. cameos that are like so shocking and revealing that mm -hmm. I just feel like they're going to be. I think we had a whole episode about yeah, this. Yeah, I'm sure we did. <laughs> it just never fails because every time I get on Twitter, everyone's like. Yeah. Even with the bad the dumpster batch. fire of the universe. I know. Yeah, Even sorry. with like the bad batch, yeah. they were talking about like who's gonna be like a big surprise like character that's gonna come in. Boy, I'm like, why do you need that? I will talk about. There was actually some things that I thought they may not actually show, but they did. We're gonna get to that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, guys, we are talking about that cast release. It was nice to see that and. And uh, what we think could happen, maybe we'll turn to some texts here and refer to some comics, may give us some insight as to what we're going to see. But let's first talk about that trailer. Holly, when I came out from my dungeon learning of the trailer mm -hmm. um, and, you know, was so pumped and, and hey, let's watch this. And, and you seemed, you know, really bummed out that <laughs> you had to break to me that you'd already seen it. But your response when I asked you, what did you think? I was surprised because... 
it was a good response. You're like, I actually really liked it. So what did you really like about it? Oh, I just thought after the first trailer, it was kind of just like, I mean, it'll be cool, but it's going to be a kid show. It's more, it's another animated show, which they're fun. I love Rebels. One of my favorite piece of my heart. But I don't know. I feel like the clones, the clone story people kind of get bored with. And I think maybe I've been a little influenced by that. And I'm like, I don't know if I really like care about this story that much especially because i don't feel invested in the bad batch yeah but i feel like this second trailer had a lot of action in it Mm -hmm. and i think that it actually gives will give some cool backstory about like the the rise of the empire Mm -hmm. that we from a perspective that we didn't necessarily get anywhere else which is kind of another point of making a tv show for a story that we already know it's just a different perspective but i think that would be cool and I'm all for the new characters, so I think that that would be really fun, too. Mm-hmm. But I just think, I don't know, it just, like, had a lot of action. It seemed a little a little funny, but also serious and in a good way, not in a way that's kind of like, wow, we're going to ruin your night. Yeah. Or, like, we're going to be funny in parts that feel forced. I just, yeah. it felt very natural in the interactions that I saw yeah. between the characters on there, given what we know about them from the Clone Wars. Yeah. Plus, it was kind of surprising to me to see Tarkin right off the bat in that yeah. trailer. Yeah, agreed. But it w- yeah, that was I that was unexpected for me. I mean, it should it be probably not, but like him being kind of the big baddie makes sense to me. Um just because he is a really awesome bad guy that we just haven't had a lot of in Star Wars and this seems like a perfect fit especially for that time period you can kind of see uh, this 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 menacing Tarkin grow in this ruthless individual uh, may see some sides of him we've never seen before we've only kind of read about those sides of him um, and you're right the sizzle reel several months back was confu- too much action I'm gonna say too much action I had no idea what the hell was going on it could have been stock footage from Clone Wars I, it made no sense to me couldn't tell what was happening and then this made a lot more sense um, I saw Tarkin initially and I was like wait a second are we like going back in time and then we'll kind of lead up to that's what i thought but i mean he's in his imperial garb so it's 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 we're kind of we're kind of post clone wars at that point and yeah yeah. i i don't know because then i just had a bunch of questions i'm like i'm sure that they'll answer absolutely number one being how the hell did they get back like the last we saw the bad batch they were like see ya we're taking echo and we're leaving and now all of a sudden they're like getting tested by Tarkin. Tarkin. Yeah. I just Lots of questions. Luke, uh, did you enjoy this one? Did it uh did it meet expectations? Did it leave you with some some burning questions? Uh got me excited uh in and counting down the days uh for May fourth for this thing to drop. Seventy minutes crazy. Premiere. I don't know yeah. if you guys caught yeah. that little tidbit like of information. Yeah. So yeah, we're getting like a it's like a three episode premiere yeah. basically if you think of the clone war shows being like the thick 20 some minute shows um yeah i'm, I'm wondering right now uh, i might have to start taking bets <laughs> the over under how many episodes will it take for me to not find wrecker so amusing uh the big bulky dude <laughs> uh of the bad batch clone force 99 i got a real kick yeah. out of him in the uh season seven uh clone wars episodes of the yeah. bad batch so uh, I'm kind of known among some of my friends for liking and enjoying really stupid, <laughs> slapsticky humor. So 
uh, the over under could be very high. Yeah. So you know, everyone in the in the Facebook group, start getting your bets in. Um, <laughs> I don't know who's going to set the line for us, but it it, it could yeah. be high. Um, but so yeah, I'm 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 excited to see where they're going with this. Uh, just to like, um, you know, great to see some familiar faces and to see how it interact with this group. Um, Tarkin, uh, as we've been talking about, you know, he I think is probably starts to be much more ascendant in, in control in the empire, you know, phase of things after order 66 and, and after Palpatine takes control. So I think that could, I think what most of the trailer probably only showed us like things from the, like the first episode, probably the first half of the first episode, you know? Yeah. So it, they're not, they don't usually reveal too much. Like if you look at the Mandalorian trailers, most of the footage comes from like the first episode or two for, you know, they don't give away too much. Um, and it was nice to see like Saw Guerrera mm-hmm. yeah. interacting with them. So they're going to hook up with Saw in some way. Um, Fennec Shand from from Mandalorian. Uh, I, th- I think voice by Ming Na Wen, who played her in um, in the Mandalorian as well, which is great to see that continuity. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it was Forrest Whitaker doing Saw Guerrera. Did you guys think it was Forrest Whitaker? I, I didn't. It didn't. I didn't recognize it. So it it really didn't yeah, sound it, like it, him. It didn't sound like him. He did the voice for Rebels, though. He did do yeah. those Rebels episodes that Saw was in. Um, and then yeah, and then this new character who appears to be a female clone of Jango Fett, this Omega. Yeah. Um, that seems to be our core cast for now until until we see see otherwise. But like you guys were mentioning, there's always going to be the speculation about who else is going to show up. I think yeah. there's a strong likelihood of Ahsoka at some point, not in a huge way, but in a small way. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we saw Rex in the trailer very briefly as yeah. well. Yep. Uh, so it's just great to know that we're going to be grounded enough in what we know as we explore this sort of new area for um, for uh tv or film star wars there's been a lot of more like comics and books and things kind of in this era really close to revenge of the sith um post revenge of the sith um but we haven't had much in the way of like a show or a movie right in that time frame so it'll be yeah. be nice to see i i was a little surprised i think um th- i mean we knew Fennec shan was going to be uh, a part of this from the 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 imagery that they'd shown of her in this in this series we knew that was happening um i think a lot of us assumed rex would be a part of this but i was a little shocked that we even just saw a glimpse of him and i thought it'd be kind of cool you know making an appearance not really being sure if we're going to get any rex um because he's got to find his other two friends at some point like how are they gonna is that gonna be a separate story or is that gonna be like kind of a an Ahsoka, you know, story with him and 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 the, and the other clones. I can't remember their names at this point. Um, but the two that he ends up with in Rebels, uh, who Wolf and well, uh, who was the other? Luke, do you? Rem- I don't remember the who. Gregor. Gregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, whether we'll get that story here, I don't know. It seems like it could fit. Um, but the big surprise to me was Saw Guerrera. I thought that was super cool, and I'm really glad that you guys are reading Rebel Rising right now um, because that's you're gonna get a you're gonna start seeing a a darker Saw Guerrera here, and it's gonna blend in nicely with that Rebel Rising material. Um, I, Holly was kind of shocked. She was telling me some stuff that she had read today, and she was like, "Wow, he's kind of turning a real dick." Yeah, you guys, <laughs> save it for the book club. But I will yeah. say, I will say this: this was kind of embarrassing, but also maybe not because I 
haven't made it all the way through the Clone Wars <laughs> yet. Maybe I'll do that before May 4th. Yeah. But I, everyone was like, oh, it was so cool to see Saw in the trailer. And I was like, well, dummies, I watched it twice <laughs> and I did not see him at all. Yeah. And then Michael was like, no, this is... Because I, A, I didn't recognize his voice. Mm-hmm. And then B, I just didn't recognize him. Mm-hmm. But then Michael was like, that's the Saw from... Clone Wars. It's more like of a Clone he's Wars more of a Clone yeah. Wars saw. And I was yeah. like, well, and he was like, you haven't gotten to it yet. Which I don't think Forrest Whitaker actually uh voice saw at that point. I think it was someone else. No. So maybe that's the same. Yeah, that was that was long before Rogue One yeah. was a thing and he was cast in yeah. the role. So yeah. maybe we're bringing in that same guy. I, I don't know. But I, I was a little surprised by that, but the best part of the trailer was his little speech talking to the clones. Like I never expected Saw to run in the to these, you know, the bad batch. Um, it makes sense because they may be on the same side of history here, but uh, what a what a perfect character to say if you don't adapt, <laughs> basically you're gonna get killed. Yeah, that's what he's had to do time and time again. Things he's lost, and 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 this way just isn't. We're, we're just not. You know, we're not doing enough. Like we're we're still we're just not doing enough. We need to be more extreme. We need. He's had to adapt all this life. Um, you know, especially after losing his sister. So, and, you know, trying to save their home world and then fight the empire. Like he's just, he is just the perfect representation of that. And it made so much sense that I'm like, yeah, no brainer that he's in the show. And you tease that, you know, this is the story that these clones, because we all kind of assumed they have to find their way in this world and who better to really put them in their place and say, you're going to get your hands dirty. You know, you, the old ways are gone. You guys are alone now. So I thought that was that was super awesome. Uh, it just it just makes a lot of sense. What struck me as really surprising about the trailer, and I'm, I'm curious if you two had this thought. Um, this this series was announced about the time that season seven was kind of wrapping up last yeah. year, I think, of the Clone Wars. So it's been the announcement's been with us for close to a year, and it was left ambiguous this entire time about whose side yeah. the Bad Batch was going to be on at this point. Um, and I thought they, you know, everything I had heard and seen up until now, they hadn't answered that question. It, so I thought maybe it was going to be part of the show that you would find out, you know, yeah. do they stick in the Imperial age of things, yeah. in the Imperial ways, or do they break off now that it's the Empire and not the Republic anymore? Uh, so I, I kind of thought they would leave that maybe you'd, watch them make that decision in the yeah. show which we, we probably still will to some degree uh, but i was surprised that the trailer just flat out and came you know came out and showed you that tarkin wants to eliminate yeah. them and so they have to run for it so they're like definitely broken off from the empire and and, and on their own did you find that surprising at all that that was revealed in the trailer? i did ollie i want to get your thoughts i i i was Kind of because in my mind, I don't know why, like, Order 66 happens. And in my mind, everyone's picking a side at that point, right? Like, the clones turn, that's obvious. But these guys, yeah, I thought I'd be like, wait, we got to get out of here. But it seems like some time passes after the order is given. We don't, they kind of go off with Echo. We don't really know. Maybe they had another mission or something. I don't know what it was. Or maybe they got, like, some R&R, like, the Republic's like, cool, awesome job, go go rest up, go to the island, I don't know, go to Scarif or something. Go to the, the beach. island. Yeah, so sit on the beaches of Scarif <laughs> and hang out. Hang at the beach. Uh, but I, I was a little shocked, at, but it looks like time has passed. What, I mean, that Tarkin 
scene, I too thought, oh my God, we're going back in time. But I mean, am I wrong, Luke? Isn't Tarkin wearing his Imperial garb there, right? Yeah, but that that visual like look starts to transition during the Clone Wars. Yeah, so I don't true. necessarily mean that. I don't think that definitely shows it's a post-Order 66 yeah. scene. Because I think if you look at when Tarkin showed up in the Clone Wars too, um, there's the episodes where he goes with Anakin um, to infiltrate that Citadel mm-hmm. prison thing. Um, and I think he's wearing a similar uniform at that True. point. So the the Republic military has had kind of that look a little bit as That's well. True. So I don't think it was too much of a transition for the sort of Imperial style uniform. They started to kind of look that way and continue to look more and more that way as the Clone Wars progressed. So yeah, it's interesting at the timing of that scene. I think that might be a scene that takes place before like order 66 revenge of the Sith, that sort of training scene yeah. we see. Um, but it, you couldn't tell for sure from the, that's true. The trailer. We did when, when Holly kind of, we, we, you know, put a pause on clone wars, but it was that the Ahsoka kind of betrayal, you know, she leaves the order episode, the little three episodes there and the imagery of just like, like, like looked like just like, Nazi Germany almost with the propaganda and just the way that, yeah, the scene was set. You're just like, okay, an empire is building. You can definitely, so you're absolutely right, Luke. It just, I, 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 but I can see like, yeah, these guys, like Tarkin makes a point. Hey, they kind of don't take orders well and stuff, but they tend to, they tend to take direction, right? I mean, they, they go on these missions with the Jedi and stuff and, and they, they end up improvising a lot and doing their own thing, but generally it feels like they're accepting the order. So I can see order 66 happening and them kind of being like, wait, what's like, what's going on? Wow. This is great. The Jedi really? I mean, okay. But then maybe they start to learn shortly after maybe we're on the wrong side of things and we got to get out of here. I'm thinking even maybe they go to Camino to try to get some answers and, and things maybe go wrong there. It seems like that scene could have been where they're like, we got to get the hell out. Holly, wh- what are your thoughts on like maybe where the clones <laughs> are at this point? I don't or know. The bad batch. I should say we know where the clones stand, but yeah, maybe they don't pick a side. Like it yeah. doesn't, they don't have to pick a side. Yeah. They can just be trying to get away from Tarkin's attempt to destroy them. Yeah. And on that journey, they just, meet other people and help them with things. It doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they're going to pick a side, yeah. but they're doing things in the galaxy at the same time that other things are happening. And eventually I think they probably do that path takes them somewhere else away yeah. from the empire. But I don't think that's necessarily meaning that they're like, man, the empire did some bad things and now we're going to go find the people who were rebelling against it. Yeah. I think that there's a, I, I just, I don't feel like that's where the story is going at. This it's just a matter point. of survival at this. But like they see some things are like, I think what? So. we got to get the hell out. Like our own people are hunting us now. Like we know we're kind of rogue, but like that's never been a thing. So yeah, you, it's just a matter of survival. And then like Saul says, Hey, you know, he'll probably just say get in the fight or because, <laughs> because I think crushed. you can kind of argue that Saul doesn't really pick a side either because he like doesn't agree with everything that, the rebels are choosing to do. And yeah. he definitely doesn't agree with anything that the empire's choosing to do, yeah. but like he, he's going to do it his own way. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think that he's like picking a side either. He's just trying to do what he thinks is yeah. right to get to his end game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, he doesn't really fall 
in place in any of those sides either. So it seems to me like if the Bad Batch is going to be meeting him, they're not necessarily going to be like, wow, Saw, like, you're really extreme. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it, it seems like they're going to have some stuff to figure out. Um, I, I, it was kind of cool. You saw some separate shots of like Hunter out like on a speeder. He doesn't have any armor on. It looks like me. I don't know if he's just taking a night drive through like Coruscant or something, but it looks like maybe they, maybe they all kind of go their separate ways. What if they shed know? their armor? Because it's very easy to yeah. identify them. Yeah. I don't know. They all, they're clones, so they're easy to identify yeah, anyway, yeah. but yeah, but I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Now, uh, Luke, you mentioned this Omega uh individual that this youngling uh holly it, it strikingly looks like a young boba fett from camino uh the animated boba fett that we saw yeah it made me think of that episode with yeah. mace and right boba the some of the expressions mm-hmm. yeah. yeah she's got some blonde hair though she she has that accent that we're used to hearing uh, what do you make of that? It looks like they're on Camino at times. We see uh, the Kaminoans, the cloners. Um, who is this this little gal? Is she is she kind of a special another Boba Fett, so to speak? Like not necessarily a clone, but like has the same genetic makeup as uh, as those guys, but is just something special that they were creating or. A f- a force sensitive or something, something different, right? It seems like she maybe is just kind of looking for a family. Like, you know, the bad batch kind of have kind of come together being outsiders. Maybe she could be a new member. I thought that when I watched the trailer, I did think that there was a resemblance to young Boba Fett. Yeah. I also think that mm-hmm. these TV shows have a very distinct style of creating human faces. Yeah, and so true. I was like, I mean, that could just be the style of how these yeah. animators create these characters. And maybe it's not intentional. I know that sounds weird because we've always said that everything's intentional with these shows. Yeah. So, I mean, I could be wrong. But at first I was like, oh, yeah, looks similar. But then after that, I was like, doesn't necessarily mean that. Yeah. But I, I, I truly don't know. She's got a cool, like, bow yeah. thing. The I bow mean, she sweet. seems to be kind of a fighter. Luke, yeah. do you have any idea who this person is? Could be a huge key to the show. Yeah, I get I get what Holly's saying. I mean, everything sort of fits the motif of the show, so there's similarities amongst all the, the visuals to a certain degree. But I think there are very – there's some shots you see where it very much t- looks like they took the graphic model of young Boba Fett, who's got this really kind of, like – baby yeah. face rounded cheek thing going on and this like little punky like look to his face and uh just put like blonde hair yeah. on that there's a couple shots where it looks it really lines up and so i think it it almost certainly is a female clone from Django's dna but definitely the biggest curveball surprise of the trailer for me uh, like, I, like I said, we expect to sort of see characters we know from this era appear mm-hmm. and come in and out of the story a little bit. And we've talked about those. But this this character, we know nothing. And, and the biggest question is why? Why, if it is a clone of Django, a female clone, why does she exist when all the other millions of clones are just sort of direct copies and, and 
in being one male clones and being just straight up Django clones outside of like the the abnormalities that the uh, the Bad Batch represent. Um, so the, the backstory about why um, why she was created is something we're gonna I imagine have to find out in the show, but we're left with almost no information to go on at this point. Uh, so yeah, real head scratcher, really intrigued about, um, what, what's going to happen with her. I know when some people see like a little kid character, they get worried. They don't want to see like a little kid, um, type character. But I think if you look at the, the young Boba mm-hmm. Fett episodes of the Clone Wars, I think they did a good job with him and we, you know, and Ezra and Ahsoka, we grew to, um, love and see them grow as as they age and everything so um i don't think anyone should be worried about that or about it being like too kitty just because there's a kid yeah. character involved um so i am really intrigued and just confused and left a bit baffled by that character reveal i want to yeah. like kind of piggyback off of what luke said because yeah. that's like something that kind of does bother me is that when there are kids in shows and people immediately like write the show off but like you're talking about star wars you're talking about children who have had to grow up fast enough to be like i have to act like an adult even Mm. though i am a 12 year old child in the galaxy yeah and i feel like the children are very much a part of the big future of star wars because they're the ones who are going to grow up to be the jedi Mm -hmm. i mean we had anakin in the prequels and Mm -hmm. he was a little baby child yep and, like, he was a crucial part of yeah. Star Wars. I mean, the most crucial part of the Star Wars stories that we know. And so I just hope that people don't come into this thinking, like, oh, this is going to be, like, a childish show as opposed to a show with a child in it. Because oh, I yeah. think that there could be a lot of good messages, and I think that there can be some really great, you know, scenes. And I'm excited for that because the one thing – that the Clone Wars had was just, I mean, it's the Clone Wars, a lot of war, a lot Mm -hmm. of big action like that, a lot of very serious themes, but probably not super relatable for kids. And ultimately we are talking about an animated show that's made for children. Mm -hmm. It's not an animated show for adults like Archer or something like that would be. And so, I mean, they got to balance it. And I think that is going to be good. Yeah. She's, she's going to serve to tell that, Star Wars cookie cutter mold story, right? Like kid on this world, probably never been off Camino, just like Luke and Tatooine, just like uh, little Anakin and Tatooine, just like Ezra Bridger and Lethal, kind of serving that, you know, no matter where you come from, you can do amazing things. And that's that's the inspirational story that captivates kids every time they tell it. Yeah, you're kind of getting that with a bad batch of like finding purpose and stuff, but you're still going to get that kid you're going to follow who got off. This this kid seems like they got a heart of gold, right? They, they they're like, how do you know? So like, I know every single one of you. Like names uh, them. names them all goes down the list, and then how can I help you? And then and that kind of end scene, you see her kind of sitting sitting back looking like she's going through a starfighter just shooting into hyperspace and her eyes are lit up it just it's kind of it's serving that purpose and i think it's going to be interesting there could be some big big drops like what i mean where does she come from well i think that something that we've seen i mean we've talked about it extensively with the rise of skywalker we uh 
it was referenced in the Mandalorian. Like we yeah. know that Palpatine's got his little peeps oh, out yeah. there trying to clone and yeah. he has his own ulterior motives for having clones and stuff. So I don't think we know that he has a granddaughter later down the line. So I yeah. don't think that it is too far fetched that for some reason someone would encourage some testing of some clones mm-hmm. for purposes other than creating soldiers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another thing, I mean, just like Boba Fett, right? Like we saw Finnick Shan. She looks a little more evil <laughs> than when we last saw her in the Mandalorian. So maybe she's not exactly a good person at this point. Maybe she is tasked with going and finding the Bad Batch as a bounty hunter or something. Maybe Boba Fett is also tasked and they run into each other. And you might see kind of a Cara Dune, you know, Din Djarin fight <laughs> and become great friends. I don't know. That could be something like that. Boba finds out he's got a long lost sister. I I don't know. Well, and then later we get the book of Boba coming out, right? So it, <laughs> is she hanging out hey. with them there on Tatooine? Wouldn't that be cool? Maybe Del Rey she's, told us yeah, everything has a everything's purpose. Everything's connected. Yeah, yeah. It's that's why there's a lot there. It, you know, it's kind of ambiguous as to what mm-hmm. what the story is going to be told, but you can kind of piece some things together. So it's it's surprising. The name of the Omega. What does Omega mean? I I don't know. Um, I just remember, you know, Omega was a big the, part of small the end, world. right? To some the end, the end of the cloning process. Maybe this is our end goal was to build this, create life that could do these sorts of things. Maybe that was the end goal. The end. Uh, I don't know. I like that, Luke. She was the perfect, the perfect creation. Maybe she has some special. Features of yes. some sort, some special attributes. She's got a jetpack yeah. built into her back or something. <laughs> That'd be crazy. But I think it, there could be some cool connections. And you're right, Holly, the book of Boba Fett. This could get us ready for that, right? I mean, yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, so any other thoughts about the trailer? I mean, I, I, I'm I way more excited, I'll tell you that, than I was before because the sizzle did nothing for me. The Bad Batch were fun. And, and, and when Luke posed the question several months back when, you know, the Clone War ends, Clone Warren's like, what the hell happens to these guys? Well, we're going to find out. Um, and now I'm more excited for it because I, I wasn't really sure where we were going to go. But I am. And I think other people are talking about this too. I'm kind of surprised that it's going to be released on Fridays because yeah. Disney Plus has some other shows that so are much. a little bit bigger than this one, I think, that are also yeah. being released on Fridays. Yeah. So I think that it's odd that they're not picking different days of the week to release the shows on. Yeah. Well, yeah. eventually they're going to ramp up their content production. <laughs> before <laughs> before we started the podcast tonight, I was in the living room with my wife, and she spent 20 to 30 minutes going to Netflix mm-hmm. and to Amazon Prime and to Disney Plus and just mm-hmm. flicking through and seeing, I want to watch something. Yeah. What do I watch? <laughs> There's so many things. And like when you go to Netflix yeah. – tons and tons of netflix original content coming out all the time so there's stuff overlapping being released at the same time in big batches and you know disney plus has had kind of a slow ramp up on original content yeah. i would say compared to some of these other services which have been around longer so we were used to like oh there's a new mandalorian on fridays and it's the only new yeah. thing that there is on here or, or there's a new Clone Wars, or there's a new WandaVision, and it's like it's the only new mm-hmm. original content that's premiering on the streaming service. 
but eventually they they want to be at Netflix level of production yeah. and just be rolling things out all the time. So yeah, the fact that I imagine you're referring to the um, soldier Winter Soldier. I love, Falcon, I love when Luke <laughs> right? just reference Marvels. It's the best. It's, it's going it's on right best. now. Falcon attack. <laughs> winter Falcon. snow. Falcons Falcon with lasers attack. on their heads. It's it's a thing. But yeah, there's there's we're just gonna get to a point where they're going to be you know busting out enough new content that there's going to be yeah and multiple things at once and i guess friday's just going to be the day for new things so if you're watching all these different shows friday you can sit down and watch a few hours of new yeah. stuff or good luck avoiding the spoilers until you actually have time that's to watch them all. that's what i'm afraid of. i know it's going to ruin everything because loki is coming out that's a luke that's another marvel property coming out and it, people that's that there's a lot of hype for loki so you have a pretty short window for the Bad Batch before Loki starts. Loki, I think, is expected. I mean, Loki could go multiple seasons. This, mm-hmm. I don't. If you're saying we're getting a seventy-minute opening, is that indicative how of how the rest of the episodes? Could we just get six episodes in that time period and that's it, and they're just longer or? You know what that drops off? Loki picks up because, like Luke's saying, they eventually they're going to have to cross some material. But those big flagship shows and the two main properties, they always want to be at the top of the stream. That they've set a precedent now. They're they're saying every new flagship property of Marvel and Star Wars is going to be the leading stream. So if it's going to start competing within itself, is that going to? look great is are we going to start then you know competing over you know priority here i I don't know it's gonna be interesting it would be nice if they're gonna release stuff on the same days they would be like i'm like stuttering Ah, it's covid (laughs) covid vaccine they'll be like okay the bad batch is gonna premiere at 7 p.m on fridays that's eastern time and then at 9 p.m we'll stream the next episode of whatever marvel yeah. show is out but yeah. they won't buffer yeah. them like that like they they don't do it like they do on tv they just want to release everything at midnight pacific I time yeah <laughs> well maybe they'll change it uh, that's a good point Holly. i think it would make sense if they do get to a level where they have so many new stuff but yeah why not do like every day of the yeah. week a yep. new thing so like yeah why not have bad batch on thursdays if Loki or whatever. whatever Marvel product is on Fridays. Yeah, for sure. That that would make sense to me, but who knows what's going on in Disney marketing on, on that decision. I don't, I don't know. But don't get me wrong. I probably got enough PTO to take the next, you know, every Friday for the next year, year, probably. <laughs> so if I have to take the day off to catch up on my stories, I sound like my grandma or something now. Your stories. Yeah. You know, they call the soaps. soap stories. I love that. Catch up on my story. Then I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, boy, May the 4th. What other surprises you got out there, Disney? I mean, May the 4th is going to be big. 70 minutes, Bad Batch, I'm down. And then maybe we pop on a little battle for Endor after that. Wait, guys, I, I have know. a question. Yeah. Do we know in two days, are mm-hmm. we getting the Ewok stuff on S- Disney Plus? Silence or from Lucasfilm. <laughs> This is either an April Fool's joke, and we are all the Suckers. fools. Or this is going to be some of the biggest news in Star Wars in, I don't want to say, decades. Here's the thing. Yeah. You have May the 4th. That's like a huge Star Wars yeah. holiday, but yeah. you're only coming out with one TV show. Yeah. You think 70 minutes is going to satisfy Star Wars fans? Phrasing. Yeah. But. What? 
God, I would hope. We're all just a, a set. That's a lot, Holly. But I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like the Bad Batch is going to be cool on May the 4th. But like, yeah. I feel like Star Wars, you have the streaming service. Is that all you that's all you is that got? all like, you can do like in a Wrecker, pandemic? Like Wrecker said, is that all you babies? got? Yeah. Wrecker. God. Yeah. Luke, did you laugh when you saw that part in the I trailer where he's like hard. screaming at Tarkin? <laughs> oh, yeah. More for me. Some classic, classic Wrecker. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah, it is. I am still nervous that that's not a legit thing mm-hmm. because it, I don't think it's been announced on any, um, any official Disney or Lucasfilm channels that. Our beloved Ewok adventures are definitely coming yeah. to Disney Plus. It's gonna be heartbreaking if it's not happening because it's everywhere. I know somebody, Crazy. somebody is laughing right now, and they're like, yeah. "It's it's probably like Kathleen some Kennedy. That's who's laughing." Kathleen Kennedy, yeah, probably is. She like made a fake tag on Twitter, and then she's like, yeah. "Oh my god, did you guys hear? Did you guys hear? They're gonna release this on Disney Plus." Yeah, she's maniacally Scoop. laughing. Yeah, you think I ruined Star Wars? Just wait for this surprise. It's anyway. probably some like twelve year old child who's like, My dad won't stop talking about these Ewok movies. I'm gonna get his hopes up and post about it on Twitter. And then it just like blew up. Oh, uh, uh, seriously. That's probably how I went down. Probably how I went down. He's like, I'm sick of watching these stupid DVDs that my dad puts in all the time. And no, guys, that's not we're not talking about Luke Elder and his kids. Uh, though he is popping those DVDs in every once in a while. Hey, I saw someone on Facebook Marketplace selling the Ewok movies you did. on DVD. I don't believe Fif- them. 15 bucks. Michael yeah. looked at the cover and he was like, that's not real. I don't believe it. I think they <laughs> I think they pulled that picture from Google. I don't <laughs> think they actually have it. You show up and they got a, I don't know, just stupid laser discs. They wanted to charge 8 bucks for shipping and 15 bucks for the movie. Get out of here. Get out. I'll wait for it to be streamed. Or, you know, we've all been fooled. Either that way, I'm, is six ninety five. It's not eight dollars. Yeah, dicks. <laughs> yeah, but so that's exciting. Now, really quickly to wrap up this conversation about the Bad Batch, is it really just going to be this group of guys sticking together and fighting evil, and you know, they all are gun ho at the end of this, or they all die, whatever it is. Or could there be some inner tur- turmoil? Seeing Hunter kind of off by himself, I just kind of feel like maybe the band breaks up or like someone betrays them. I, uh, Luke, were you getting any vibes of betrayal at all? I mean, it, it would. I think that would make this story a little more interesting. We're not so attached to these guys. One of them could go rogue. Maybe the chip works, and or he's just a dick. Like Crosshair's kind of a douche. But Hunter kind of goes off and does, like, hey, Leonardo left the Turtles. Pretty much in every Turtles story that's ever been told, goes off, does his own thing, <laughs> thinks he's better than everyone. Uh, so, and sometimes Raph just has to step up and run the team, save New York by himself. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if Hunter goes off. I don't know. Like, could there be some betrayal that would make this a little more interesting than just these guys fighting the Empire? Oh. Yeah, well, you know, when you think of the Clone Wars, it was all these sort of self-contained stories in these three and four episode arcs for the most part. I mean, yeah, it was taking place in the overall progression of the war itself. You would see the characters develop over longer arcs and see them change. And and you'd see Anakin move towards his, um, 
downfall in, in Revenge of the Sith in certain ways would be hinted at, or you'd see Ahsoka's growth and, and maturation as as she became more confident as a Jedi. But the, the plot w- was more contained to like these shorter arcs. It wasn't like there was one really continuous yeah. thing plot-wise going through the whole series, other than, like I said, the, the war is going mm-hmm. on throughout. So what I'm left wondering is, yeah, we don't know how long this is. Is this like a one-off miniseries and it's not going to be multiple seasons? Um, or if it's multiple seasons, like what is the longer arc of the whole show? Yeah. To me, having Saw shown in the trailer, um, showing that they are betray- betrayed themselves by the Empire, yeah. basically, yeah. Um, hints, hints strongly to me that they will in some way be involved in the nascent... Uh, formation of the rebellion mm-hmm. um, because we know Saul is connected to that although he has his disagreements with other mm-hmm. leaders in the rebellion um, that he's connected as, as a part of that I would expect to see Bail Organa at some point probably um, we know Ahsoka's involved in that so if she shows up that would make sense um, so to me uh, it's it's leaning towards that as sort of the where is the show overall going in, in the plot and the gr- bigger universe of Star Wars? Um, but if it's not going that direction, I really have no idea. Yeah. Maybe it's just, oh, let's just have some fun adventures with these interesting characters. Yeah. And that that might be a little disappointing. Yeah. I, I don't want to get too into the, um, on the side of the conversation we had about WandaVision and that article that was really <laughs> great about wanting all the connections and not just enjoying yeah. the, the the story you're getting and the characters that you're seeing um, go through the story. Um, but to some degree, I think it's got to, it's going to connect in, in some way to sort of the era that we see the, the start of the rebellion as the empire is ascendant. Definitely. Yeah. I, for me, I still don't trust echo. I'm sorry that, <laughs> that the end of the bad batch, <laughs> I just, it, I did not set well. I did not believe him. I'm sorry. I love him, but like I didn't believe him. I don't think he's 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 healed. I think he's jeopardized. Michael says, "I love you, Echo. Love you. I, I hate you. Trust We're you. gonna have to take you out. Hunter's gonna have to take you out. Oh my god, crosshair. There's gonna be there's gonna have to be some drama. I, I just it, I know I you know like kind of reference the turtle turtles in like you know kind of a humorous way, but the, there's a lot of similarities there, and they have issues. They always do, and that's. It's them kind of overcoming those internal strifes that really show and make them a family. They complement each other's weaknesses. So you're definitely going to get a lot of that. But, I mean, we're not so attached. In no way, shape, or form am I attached to these guys like I have the turtles. So If Raphael were to die, that would be way different than Crosshair dying. Just or Wrecker. Sorry, Luke may cry after laughing if Wrecker makes the ultimate sacrifice or he turns on them all, chip activate. He talks to Tarkin. Oh he's God. like, is that all you got? And Tarkin, Tarkin just flips a switch and just executes him right there. That is terrible. I know. I know. So just to clarify, yeah. yes, them running from the Empire who wants to literally murder them is not enough drama and you need more drama. I just... We, Are you on trauma all, it's and what reconciliation? All, it's what we all expect. And I think when you're under those kinds of... When when the galaxy is hunting you, it's really going to show your true colors, right? Like, they've faced a lot of, you know, together already, but it's just going to get even harder 
you know, especially meeting a resistance and you have the empire fight, like some of them may not want to join that. It's going to get interesting. I think that makes it more interesting than just, and I'm not necessarily saying like bring in Ahsoka, bring in all these characters to make it more. I enjoy when it's kind of familial strife, you know, and I think that's what's so fascinating about like the turtles and stuff because that makes you feel like you have more at stake. Exactly. 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 Which is, yeah, I don't trust Echo. <laughs> you know, like we almost lost him once, and I don't know. He'll do anything to survive. So he's been compromised, and you think he's he a mole? Absolutely was compromised, but we were led to believe oh, that the actually brought it back. I saw Guerrero would say he's yeah. the leak. Mm-hmm. We have a leak. Ball gullet. Bring in ball gullet. Can you imagine that thing comes back? That like, thing. we don't trust Echo. Send him to ball gullet. That'd be creepy. I never want to see that thing again. It was terrifying. Yeah, poor Bodhi. So, guys, I want to know what you think. What, what, what are we going to get in, in the Bad Batch? What are you expecting? What are you looking forward to? Did the trailer intrigue you at all? Uh, get in that Facebook group and let us know what you what you liked most about it. Um, could we see a Boba Fett appearance? Is Boba going to find his long-lost sister? Omega! Could she be the finest creation that the can 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 nailed it. Oh, it took me a little bit. Uh, could it be their greatest creation? Could she be a force user? Could she? Uh, who knows? Could she just join that bad batch and just, you know, or could she wreck them all? Could she be a mole on the inside? We're going to find out uh, very shortly here starting May 4th. So looking forward to that. And also, guys, we got that official cast released for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, obviously, our two main stars, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, uh, will be making uh, their... Uh, appearances, reviving those roles. Uh, and there's a lot of actors and actresses here that I'm not familiar with. I've seen them in, in smaller comedic roles, um, but I'm not too familiar with them. But the two huge surprises, uh, Aunt Brew and Uncle Owen are back, um, which I did not really see that coming. I, I kind of expected that we would get some Tatooine scenes, but we wouldn't necessarily be on Tatooine very long. Maybe Obi-Wan's got to go out and, and distract some Inquisitors, get away from Luke, and we go off to another planet. I don't know. I don't know. Luke, were you surprised by, uh, oh, God, do we have their names? Because I'm not good with them. Joel Edgerton yes. is uh, Owen, and um, Peace, Peace is uh, Brew. I can't remember her first name. Bonnie. Um, Bonnie, an Australian actress who played both, both of them played the, the roles in the prequels. Uh, no, that, that to me, those are the no brainers in the cast. Yeah. Um, if they wouldn't have been on the list, that to me would have been, um, more newsworthy. Interesting. Uh, I think it just makes sense that they're in here. Um, given the, the, the timing of the series yeah. being sort of, um, halfway between, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Um, so the more intriguing things, but the harder to really have any idea who they are or all the other yeah. casting announcements about, like, who are these people playing? Um, the, one, <laughs> the one really funny speculation I've heard that I think is, is most likely not true but would be um, uh, really enjoyable if it was is um, if Kumail Nanjiani is... Uh, Kitster, all grown I've up. I've heard that, yeah. Um, which people just, I think, you know, the complexions oh. of the the actors oh. um, match. 
for the most part. And so people just jumped on that, I think. Uh, again, I think highly unlikely, but got it. I love, I uh, love that. I love Kitster lore. Yeah. There's a great, if you look online, um, wherever like music streaming is, there's a, a Kitster song by comedian Trevor Moore mm. that is yeah. just outstanding. So good. I really highly recommend listening to that. Um, but no, lots of like great, um, great actors that I've seen in some other things. We talked about the, um, I'm going to butcher her name. Uh, uh, the game of Thrones. Yeah. Indira Varma. Uh, yes. Uh, we talked about her like a week or two ago, so I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Um, the big one for me was uh, a crush of my wife's, um, Rupert friend mm. from, uh, Homeland among other things. He's got sort of an Imperial look yeah. about him. Everyone's saying and speculating, I did see something funny. Somebody did speculate that, that he was going to be like more on the side of the empire. And somebody was like, excuse me, his name is friend, not enemy. (laughs) 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 But yeah, it's great to see Joel and uh, Bonnie there to to be Brune Owen. Uh, But it's so hard to even imagine who all these other people are. I mean, it looks like a great mix of all sorts of different, people to um to to bring new characters that we've never experienced before can i say something that i love about star wars and i talk about this a lot is how star wars never typically would take really big actors like big name actors Mm -hmm. and throw them in these movies and i know a lot of people fan cast these huge like big ticket actors to play their favorite characters. But something I love that star Wars does is they're like, cool. Some of these people have, you know, been in your normal Wednesday night at seven o'clock TV show, but they're not like, like household names per se. And I just think it's such a cool thing that these actors get to have that kind of exposure, but also be a part of the Star Wars community, and I yeah. hope people are nice to them. Oh, absolutely. Because um, yeah. they deserve it. And I don't know. I just think it's so cool because I look at this list, and I don't. I'm not super familiar with yeah, half yeah, of them. And I just, I love that. And that helps kind of allow your mind to escape to that you know world out there that absolutely mm-hmm. exists. And also, I don't. Yeah. It, then I'm not thinking like. Oh, is Tom oh. Cruise going to make an appearance or, yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. like, oh, this, uh, it's, you know, he played Jason Bourne and now he's in Star Wars. I mean, I would that was Matt, That was Matt not <laughs> Matt Damon. But, but that's my point is that, like, yeah. you get these characters, like, really big names and they've been in so many other things and they play a certain character and then you imagine them playing that character in yeah. Star Wars and sometimes it throws you off and you don't like it. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, I love it that they... They give, you know, people chances to become household names. And Can it, you believe yeah. I just forgot Matt Damon's name? Well. As I'm talking about as, household as names. big of a fan. No, that's, that's not okay. true because right. the other night we were in Target and I yeah. was like, man, I just want to go home and I want to watch all of the, like the whole Born, Born Yeah, the Born show. Yeah, which shocked the hell out of me, but I was down. And now I'm, I'm VHS, like, we'll I'm like what's yeah. his name? He played Yeah, Jason he's got Born. a chiseled jaw, super handsome. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um... I'd be down for that. Uh, I do. I had not heard the Kitster thing, guys. That cracks me up. That actor is really funny, and he's a comedian. I, I feel like he could bring some of that flair in a Kitster role, 
Maybe he's in a cantina there on Tatooine. Obi-Wan goes in to have a drink. We know he's known to do that. Uh, and this guy's just kind of going off like, can you believe my childhood friend? Like, it's now this, like, he, or he got, like, you know, murdered by the Jedi. Like, I would just love for him to kind not, I don't want to make light of that, but, like, I feel like he could bring some nice humor into Star Wars. We, we, we always have to have that. So making some sort of reference to his childhood would be hysterical. I never even thought of that. Sometimes the internet can do great things, um, and that's that, that would be one of them. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I was thrown off by, by uh, Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen coming. We've gotten so many good stories about Obi-Wan and his time on Tatooine. I just I, I have in my mind how these interactions are going to go, and I kind of expected maybe something different. And then when you're bringing in Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen, it, it, you have to believe then we're going to get a 10-year-old Luke Skywalker. Uh, so you know someone's cast for that. He's, he's going to be... He's going to be there. You know, Obi-Wan and him are likely going to have that many interactions. Luke may be unconscious at the time, but they're going to, now that we know those two are back, you're going to get Luke Skywalker in some capacity. Um, but we, we've talked a lot about Obi-Wan's time on Tatooine in the comic series, uh, and a lot of it having to do with Qui-Gon. Usually when Obi-Wan's going through his time in his journals, he's speaking to Qui-Gon. Um, and saying, here's the things, you know, I want, I want to show Luke and, and one day hopefully he'll read this and, and, and he'll hear the stories of old Obi-Wan, uh, here on Tatooine. And we know Luke does, uh, there's, um, some really great stories there, guys. There's a couple issues that really just focus, uh, in the main line in the 2015 Star Wars main line that focus on, on Qui-Gon's time there. Um, and there's one specifically that I think if you're looking to have an idea of where we're going in, in the Obi-Wan show, go to issue 15 of the 2015 mainline and, and take a look at that one. We've got uh, a young Luke Skywalker, looks like he's around 10, flying a Skyhopper dangerously like his dad. Uh, Uncle Owen's just, uh, Jesus, here we go. Like he's, he's so much of his father in him. He, he wrecks the damn thing. Um, and old Obi-Wan's creepily watching him from the hills with his binox. Uh, and Obi-Wan leaves uh, a, a box of parts uh, outside the, the, the Lars homestead, and, and Luke finds it, and he's like, what? Thank, thanks, Uncle Owen. And Uncle Owen's like, what are you talking about? Um, and he leaves him a box of Skyhopper parts to fix his, to fix his uh, little guy. And Obi-Wan goes back to his hut and, and uh, here's a knock on his door. There's a sick scene of him using the force to pull his lightsaber to him to answer the door. Because at this point, Obi-Wan's had some run-ins with, with some thugs, some Jabba thugs. He's been fighting crime here and there. He's been down on his luck at times, but he's fought these guys. He's protected Luke, um, just kind of hanging out you know, behind the scenes. So he doesn't know who's going to approach. He, he knows he's, he's got some folks that know they recognize him. And, and if they find him, it could, could be some trouble. So he answers the door, and there's, there's Owen. And he is not happy. He is very aware that uh, Obi-Wan left him these parts. So I just want to read you guys an interaction here because I think I feel like, these, I feel like uh, our, our actor here, what's his name again? Uh, uh, Ewan McGregor. Joel well, Ewan McGregor and Joel Edgerton. <laughs> Joel Edgerton. I feel like he's going to bring it and, and something like this, and I would love to see this on screen. First of all, Obi-Wan sitting in his hut eating snake stew. 
Which is great. That's I feel disgusting. like it's something that Yoda would have been eating on Dagobah. Like, they're just eating yeah. the same thing. Got the recipe for Yeah, right. <laughs> Send me a recipe through the force, Yoda. And he's like, well, I got the snake stew. I don't know why he sounded like Herb from... That's gross. Yeah, from the guy. <laughs> That's not even um, close. But, uh, yeah, that was totally off. A uh, bad impression there. But he's eating some snake stew. Here's a knock on the door. Whips out his lightsaber. Goes <laughs> to the door. Phrasing. Um... And it's Owen. And he throw he dumps the pile of parts right at Obi-Wan's feet. And he says, you can stay away from my family. And here's here's the comedic Obi-Wan that I hope we hear a lot. This is going to be a heavy series. And we've got to have some fun moments with Obi-Wan because he is hysterical in the comics. He's like, Owen, please come in. How do you like your snake? <laughs> Uh, and he said, I'm not stupid, Kenobi. Just because I haven't flown across the galaxy like you doesn't make me some sort of ignorant hick. I know what you've been doing. Ever since you showed up, uh, mine is the only house for kilometers that's never been attacked by sand people. That was never raided by Jabba's thugs because Obi-Wan's been protecting them. And now, suddenly, Jawas are even giving us parts for free. And then Obi-Wan uh, says to him, sounds to me like you've been rather blessed, Owen. The Force works in mysterious ways. And he said, no, you do, you crazy Jedi. But it ends now. And the interaction continues on, gets a little heated. said, I told you I'm not going to let you warp the boy like you did his father. Ouch. You brought him to me to protect, and that's what I'm doing, protecting him from you. Obi-Wan says, I'm not asking to train the boy. You've made yourself quite clear on that matter. But Luke has the potential to be something truly remarkable, just as his father was before he, and then Owen gives him a little fist and says, before you got him killed. So <laughs> Owen doesn't know the full story. Um, and he says, haven't you murdered enough Skywalkers already, Kenobi? Yikes. And he continues on. This one's only a boy, a foolhardy boy who's too much like his father as it is. We both know what happens if he ever leaves Tatooine. He won't be coming back. Not alive, at least. And Obi-Wan just puts his head down, ashamed. He said, I, I only ever wanted to help. And Owen responds, and I believe I've made it clear that we don't want your help. He ends in saying, you're a dangerous man, Obi-Wan Kenobi, whether you see it or not. Trouble always has a way of finding you, doesn't it? Though I suppose it doesn't have to look very hard. That trouble is going to get someone seriously hurt someday. Do us all a favor and keep your trouble to yourself. If Obi-Wan doesn't have enough going on already, he's lost everyone in his life. Owen just has to throw it in his face. He, I mean, he obviously doesn't have the whole story. But, I mean, he's just trying to do the right thing. And and, and even these, these kind Lars folks just, they don't want any part of it. <sighs> Holly, are we going to get those types of strong interactions between these two characters? I, I hope so. We better. Right? That's the drama that you want. Oh, I can't wait. Then it would be like a soap opera. I, I think that would be fantastic. I, I don't think we get uh, enough of that. And this is when you're this is when you're going to see you and McGregor at his finest, right? In these moments that 
uh, he's a fantastic actor, and I feel like you're going to see this is going to be a different Obi Wan. He himself have already said it's going to be so fascinating to try to try to blend the Alec Guinness with the Ewan McGregor uh, Obi Wan. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how he wants to portray this thing. I think they're going to give him some 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 free range here to kind of do his thing. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we hear. Liam Neeson's voice <laughs> yeah. raining down on yeah. us in this dark oh, moment. Oh, I know. So so much uh, Qui-Gon. Uh, Luke, I feel like since we now know we've, we've got, you know, Owen Lars and, and, and Aunt Beru, we got to have some interactions like this, right? Yeah, the, this, this part of the comic um, from 2015, I ran back through um, issues 7, 15, and 20, all are these... Um, Obi-Wan flashbacks to his time on Tatooine. And it's a great sort of um, look into what the the feel of this Obi-Wan show might be. And I think um, although the the story might be quite different, and I don't think they're going to rip direct things out of this story that we saw in the comics, but I think the the sort of the tone uh, and and emotional feeling of the – the comics is, is probably close to what we're going to get to a certain degree from Obi-Wan yeah. um, and, uh, and Owen for that matter as well. And it, it, it all builds off of a new yeah. hope ultimately yep. in the way that, that Owen reacts to Luke when he brings up, yeah. you know, old Ben out there on the, in the Dune sea. Um, you, you can tell that um, Luke's been kept away from, from yeah. Kenobi all these years um, that he doesn't know much about mm-hmm. him. Uh, and it makes sense that uh, that's because Owen views him as a danger yeah. uh, that, you know, his, his half, well, not a half stepbrother Anakin yeah. went off with these crazy Jedi and look what, look what that got, uh, you know, where look where it got Anakin yeah. <laughs> that he went off with the crazy Jedi. So, uh, Plus, the, in the in the comics, you see like uh, Obi Wan in a dark place, sort of having um, survivor's remorse of being yeah. one of the only Jedi to have survived the purges. Uh, so both those those things are seem seem totally correct to what we're going to get to some degree. Like you have to get um, in this series, knowing the bookends of the prequels and yeah. the original trilogy, it just makes sense that you see Obi Wan go through. Um, some really tough time being isolated in this way, uh, and yeah, you you've kind of hinted at it, Michael. Like, you do wonder how much Owen you're going to get, uh, Owen and Baru you'll get because uh, this series isn't going to be too long. Yeah. It doesn't sound like I think rumored six episodes, yeah. uh, and and we also assume not all on Tatooine. You have to kind of you know, everything Star Wars takes place throughout the galaxy in a certain, to a certain extent. So you'll see probably them go to different locations, different planets. So uh, it might only be like a one episode or sort of a a bookend of the series itself that you see some things on Tatooine with with Owen, Baru, and presumably Luke, and then you sort of see it again at the end. Yeah. Um, but not necessarily throughout. Uh, but yeah, I think totally these comics are a great sort of. Uh, um, sort of scratch the itch mm. of, of Kenobi that and, and help you sort of get set in, in your mind for this series. Well, let me ask you guys this. So uh, here Owen 
seems to think that Anakin died. From A New Hope, I mean, he's obviously hiding from Luke who his father truly was, right? But I don't know if we actually fully know at that point in A New Hope what Owen knew about Anakin Skywalker. Could we actually see them, the Lars family, know the true, (laughs) like what truly happened to Anakin? And that may make them, I mean, he's protective right now, but you're telling me this kid has that kind of evil potential? Like, we're not just talking going off and, and, and fighting in a dangerous fight because you have force abilities. We're talking you could be capable of becoming one of the most menacing creatures in the galaxy, and you are his bloodline. That completely sets a different tone, and holy crap, what what do we have to do to prevent this from happening? Like, we ha- at all costs, we have to shield him from knowing any of this and, and, and for fear that... He may follow in that same path, not just go out and get himself killed, but but become a terror himself. Is, Holly, do you, is that a possibility? I mean, we think they may not have that big of a, a stake in the show, but maybe. I don't know. I mean, they have a big enough stake in the show to change what yeah. Luke's future yeah. could have been. So yeah. that's pretty big. But I guess it just depends on like how you're interpreting like take that comic yeah. for instance yeah. how you're interpreting him saying like you killed his father yeah. yeah like technically the theme throughout these movies is Anakin is dead, dead. Yeah. and now he's Darth yeah. Vader yeah so I mean technically he could know yeah. and yeah. that's why he's being super protective because he just doesn't want the force in his mind especially because the force is so like such like a mysterious like power it's very taboo like you don't want him like dabbling in the force and then turning to the dark side or something and that you know so you can interpret it like that because i feel like that's a really big theme throughout star wars like if you die it can really just be you killing the good in yourself or someone killing the good in you and turning to the dark side yeah yeah you're absolutely right and and maybe i i guess then we, we 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 feel like Obi-Wan at this point is going to have to, in this show, it's going to be a huge, I feel like, part of this the series is Obi-Wan finding out Anakin survived. He is now this 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 evil presence. And is that something that he's going to want to share with the Lars family? I feel like he's going to want to keep that under wraps for the sake of protecting Anakin's, uh, you know, he, he is a hero in the galaxy. Everyone... Uh, we look at uh, Naboo, Naboo, the uh, the folks like, uh, you know, revered him. They thought he was awesome. Like he was a savior of of, of the Republic and 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 sacrificed himself bravely. Uh, so to not tarnish that name, Obi Wan. This may be information Obi Wan keeps to himself. Luke, what do you think? I mean, is it something that every like the Lars and Obi Wan could could stumble upon and or is this something obi-wan's gonna find out himself and and say you know what boy that's a that's a whole nother layer of crazy that i just can't put on them well yeah that's a great question for obi-wan himself when does obi-wan know that anakin survived mustafar how quickly does that occur and then does he what does he tell the lars uh family because what's yeah i think we're going to revisit the moment that he brings Luke to yeah. them 
when you think about it in Revenge of the Sith, there's no dialogue. They show at the very end of the the, Just the a movie that Obi Wan, yeah, brings brings him to the the Lars homestead, and they take the baby, and you don't know what <laughs> explanation was provided yep. about. Um, they obviously know who the baby is because they know he's Luke Skywalker, and they know who his father is. Um, but yeah, what else does Obi Wan tell them? How much does he tell them? And how much does at what point does does Owen push him away yeah. and say like we you shouldn't be a part of this boy's daily life? Yeah. You can go, you can live over there. I can't tell you to move off the yeah. planet <laughs> to relocate off a tattoo. You know, do what you want, but you're not going to be like a a part of the boy's daily yeah. life. At some point, he must tell him that because another part of the comic is that Obi Wan says, "I want to train this boy, but the family won't let yep. me." Um, so I think that sentiment must be there for Obi-Wan as well, that he wants to train him, but also a hesitancy from Obi-Wan because of how poorly things ultimately turned out with Anakin yeah. and his father. Uh, it's uh, that, that to me, what this, this series uh, more than maybe any other is going to be just a character study yeah. because we, to me, there isn't too much to reveal in terms of like plot twist. Mm hmm crazy M night Shyamalan <laughs> twist ending. Uh, you know, it, this is taking place in between uh, the most significant parts of this character's story as we know them so far. It's hard to imagine things being bigger than what we saw in revenge of the Sith or in a new hope for Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that it, it won't be meaningful just to see how, the, the character gets through this this giant tragedy that is the end of the Jedi Order and somehow carries on to be the right influence to set um, you know one of the saviors of the galaxy off on the right foot, off on the right path when the time comes. Uh, so this is definitely like not uh it's sort of an answer to that article we had that great episode about about this isn't so much about who's going to show up or what plot reveal is there be or what connection is there going to be to these other three shows that are coming out but just let's dig into the core of yep. obi-wan and and it's weird in some ways very parallel to wandavision that it will be a story of like uh, an individual dealing with yep. tragedy in many ways. Yeah, I think that's yeah. going to be really good because you don't always see characters, especially in Star Wars, cope with grief mm -hmm. very in a healthy way. Yeah. Let's say there's a lot of violence and destruction mm -hmm. and fear that comes with grief, but there's never like, we never get to really that acceptance stage yeah. with anybody except for maybe Qui-Gon yeah. and Yoda. Yeah. But other than that, it's just a lot of anger yeah. and then fear and yeah. violence. So, yeah. but we know that Obi-Wan doesn't have the tendency to turn to those emotions. So I think, I don't know, I think it's going to be really great to see that angle. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, All that being said, I still think we'll see Qui-Gon. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope. That's the, that's the last surprise I think this show yes. has for us. They already came out and said Hayden's yep. in. I think Liam Neeson is the one they're holding. I would on love to. that, and I think we'll get him. But I, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna freak out if he doesn't happen, you know. But I think that's the one. 
to one reveal. I do like that. I mean, yeah, Holly, like you said, we've never really seen this side of our characters. I, I feel like we really tapped into it there in that final fight with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. We're really getting to some emotion, right? And, and, and those true feelings coming out about how they care for each other. And, and that's, that's finally expressed and then it all comes to an end, but no one's prepared Obi-Wan for it. The Jedi didn't prepare people for this. They didn't, you know, they prepared you to not have any attachments, but you, you know, like, I mean, not like this. <laughs> and I feel like Qui-Gon is going to be such an important part. Like that's, I love those short stories that we read about Qui-Gon and at this, at this time period and, and his interactions with Obi-Wan and that he really pushed himself in this netherworld of the, for, netherworld of the force to, 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 to be there for Obi-Wan. He was, he was lonely. And, and I think, boy, that would be a completely different side, you know, that we've even seen with those interactions in the past, you know, when Obi-Wan kind of becomes one with the force, he he visits Luke and they have some conversations, but we really, you know, it's not a very sentimental moment, you know, the moment with Yoda and, and, and Luke Skywalker on Octu, that one gave me the feels, but it was still a moment of teaching, you know, you didn't, you didn't pass on what you'd learned, you know, failure, folly. Like, these are things that make you stronger and, and, and help you learn and grow. And maybe not everything has to be a lesson. Like, sometimes exactly. you just have emotions and you you exactly. got to work through them. And I feel like Obi-Wan, you know, may, it, we may see that side of him. And it's, it's hard to tell because I don't know. Will that transition well then into a new hope? I, I don't know. I, I think it I think it would, but... I think that's a side of Star Wars we've never seen. And like Luke said, Wanda, that was that was WandaVision. Yeah. It was a, a little case study on grief of someone that has these insane powers. Um, and, you know, Obi-Wan's not that different, but just what a, what a unique opportunity here to tell, you know, a story that we all, like Luke said, this isn't, there's not, not going to be any huge reveals here, but that allows you to get in depth. That allows you to make it a little dramatic and a little emotional. Let's 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 tug at those heartstrings here. Uh, Ewan McGregor is fantastic, and I think in this role, it's just I can't wait. Chills just thinking about it. Um, so, I, I, what do you guys think? Like, are you are you excited for this? Like, any you know surprises in this in this cast list? Are we gonna get Kitster? I mean, is he a, is he a little <laughs> upset that Annie left him alone on Tatooine? Is he just kind of the the village drunker now? Is he? Is he I, that would be terrible. That'd be a sad, sad story for kids. That fermented. Blue I'll say you'll we'll have a while. I think to speculate. Yeah. One, one of the biggest surprises to me is I had this false assumption that that production had already started yeah. on yeah. the series, but the announcement of the cast basically said it's starting soon, so it hasn't even started yet. So we're looking at. I assume late 2022 by the time we actually see this thing. So (laughs) as much fun as this conversation has been, uh, get ready to have it another 15 times (laughs) over the next year and a half before the show. That makes me, that makes me hope (laughs) there. I mean, the other day my friend Joanna texted me and she was like, did you see that they're just now starting production? I think everyone kind of had that something came out or Ian McGregor made a comment about them filming I think they're doing some test footage with the yeah. kind of the backdrop they were using for the Mandalorian. They were, yeah, because yeah. they were talking about him being on set, and so everyone was like, and even we were like, oh, wow, this has already started. That's yeah. super cool. And my friend Joanna was like, 
I thought that we thought this was already happening. And then it made me think like, man, I hope that there are any like really big leaks in the next year and a half then that kind of ruin the, because it is a long time yeah. and I like there to be surprises. Like I like to watch something and just be like, cool. Like this is new stuff that I never thought would be yeah. in here or I thought, but I didn't know. And now I know, you know, so I just hope that it's not so much time that people start leaking things and it kind of ruins yeah. it. I, well, I think this is, I think this is going to be much, a much bigger production than the Mandalorian. Yeah. You know, I, I know they were doing some kind of test stuff with the, with the technology that they have, but I feel like this, I mean, this is essentially a continuation of episode three, you know, like Luke said, like we may actually see that interaction and then what happens moments after, uh, why are you passing this child? Well, let me tell you, <laughs> protective at all we may hear it may, it may it needs to feel like a continuation so i feel like yeah take your time with it let's make it feel organic if you got to go out and put freaking you mcgregor in the desert in some hut let's freaking do it a fire obi-wan shows up in the fire like freaking splinter and the ninja turtles i'm down like let's do it um darth maul shows up you find out they had another confrontation i hope that doesn't okay happen. here it is the opening <laughs> scene to oh, this tv no. show Kenobi. it's dark it's in the desert oh. there's a figure with a hood on in front of a fire and he's talking to himself but then it pans in and he's not talking to himself you see the Holy. image of qui-gon wow. and it's obi-wan and qui-gon that'd be sick Right? I, I thought you were going with a Darth Maul angle, which I actually... Mean, I thought about... I th you know me. <laughs> of course I, think, I thought about it. I think there's... I think... I mean, they've had so many interactions together. I know I'm going off on a little tangent here, but they've had so many interactions. Uh, Obi-Wan has held Obi -Wan and Darth Maul, Maul in the desert. One of the best moments in Star Wars. But I feel like he could be haunting him a little bit. Like, I, not like... Ooh, <laughs> it's me, Darth Maul. Like, not like that, but like in his mind, he's got a lot going on. So, yeah. I mean, it seems odd that maybe we wouldn't have any reference, at least to Darth Maul, but we'll, we'll find out that. I was going more for like the crazy Ben yeah. angle. We have to see something like that again. Ewan McGregor's, you know, best dragon call. What were those dragons called again? Or. Create Great dragons. dragon. I want to see maybe a little bit of, uh, you know how Yoda got a little kooky alone on Dagobah? Yeah. Well, maybe a little kooky Obi-Wan, yep. you know, he's been uh, just cooking up his snakes yeah. all day, all by himself. It's all he ate. And paranoid. Yeah. He said, if I had known that, you know, I'd have prepared myself a little more just eating freaking snakes too every day. Poor Obi-Wan. Miserable life. <laughs> so, guys, there is so much to speculate on and talk about. But like you guys said, we got a long while, so we'll kind of drag that out. New information will come. When that trailer hits, holy cow. Like, that's going to be huge. It may just be Ewan McGregor sitting by a fire in the desert, <laughs> scratching his chin. That may be it. And it just goes black. It just shows Down. the date that it's coming yeah. out. Ch chills already. <laughs> like, that's insane. I'd be down for that. He's just got the cloak over his head. And I'm by the yeah. fire. Ezra Bridger shows up. What? Okay. Not yet. That. Not yet. Later on. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Like, what are you excited about? Uh, we're going to spend months and months and months and months and months talking about this series. So more to come. But cast is official. I like that. We're going to see some, you know, more dropped. Um, a, a young uh, Luke Skywalker, maybe uh, 
uh, a Liam Neeson reveal. We're here for it. So let us know what you guys are excited for with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and the Bad Batch. I want to hear from you guys in that Facebook group. So uh, appreciate you guys listening, putting up with this this COVID uh, blur I got going on. I'm, I'm, I'm short on sleep and I'm sore, and but we, 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 we managed to cast, Holly. Mm, we did it. We got it done and we're still awake. So I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate Holly and Luke putting up with me in this craziness and uh, I appreciate you guys' time so we love you take care of each other out there get your shots as soon as you can and may the force be with you always <laughs>